98.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday morning, November 4th, 2023. Along with producer, co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Brandon Pogorski, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And then we give way to the Judge Phil Houck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish Football, Jim Priester. They will give you Fighting Irish Preview from 10 to 10.30. And uh, the Irish have a game against Clemson today. And typically, I would say they have a great, big, gigantic game against Clemson today. Dabo and company a little bit down. He's getting a little snippy with his fans in the media this yes, week, too, is. about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think he's still the guy there at Clemson. But, you know, my goodness. Yeah, you have a down year, and uh, boy, do they forget very quickly. Well, welcome into Talking Sports. Uh, we're going to be recapping uh, in just a, a second or two the high school sectional championship games from last night in the sport of football. And, uh, well, you know what? Let's just go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because there waiting is... Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? We are fantastic, and we got uh, got word that the Kenny house is all healthy now, huh? Yeah, uh, I, I guess as close as we can get with an 11-month-old. He's sure. currently cutting five teeth at the same time, so that's fun. But, uh, no, we're in good shape. We're in very good shape. Uh, I remember those, but I never had five at one time. Write a book because this 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 will be monumental. Uh, kids or grandkids that have gone like two at a time, nobody's ever done part of a mouthful. But uh, but okay, well the Kenny family is uh, is either at or near a hundred percent in health. Um, still have the same father though. Those kids, right? Yeah, unfortunately, that's always a knock against them. So they're stuck with me. They'll they'll carry that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the sectional championship games, uh, for the most part, the teams that should have won did and did in very convincing fashion. Uh, in, in, I mean, it, 6A Warsaw takes it on the chin. Um, so l- let's just go right to 5A. And uh, we had the Snyder Panthers taking on the Northside Legends, 49-14 to 14, that final score. And I mentioned this on the pregame show last night. Fun fact, Northside was the only team, I believe, in the state of Indiana that came into the sectional championship game having lost their previous game. Yeah, the benefit of getting the double bye in that unique uh, three-team sectional. And kind of wondered, well, is, is Northside going to be rusty? Are they going to be rested? Are they going to be locked in after not playing for three weeks? Are they going to be checked out at it sure as heck looked like they were checked out, giving up 49 points in the first two quarters and trailing 49 to nothing. Snyder just came out and just dominated this game from the outset. Uh, the running game uh, was was exceptional. Uh, created 
six turnovers, four interceptions, a couple of, of uh, fumbles recovered by Snyder. It is a dominant performance by the Panthers. And this is when it gets real for Snyder. Okay, so preparing for the 5A regional, they got to go to Mishawaka, a team that they have history with, uh, with Mishawaka, and they beat them last year in the regional. And a rematch of last year, of course. So this is really when it starts to really ramp up for Snyder as we look at them and say, could they be that second team from the area to make it to state? Well, I think they start really having to be challenged beginning next Friday. Well, Justin, I'm kind of struggling with this. Is there any perceived weakness in the Snyder Panthers? You know, not, not that we've seen. I do think a team that's going to be able to come in and, and throw the ball uh, with a lot of uh, emphasis and putting a lot of pressure on those corners in the secondary, I think it's, it's a very solid defense for Snyder. I think if a team can come in and, and really shut down the running game and really contain Uriah Buchanan and make Kieran Billingsley win a game for Snyder, I'm not saying he can't do it. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen it yet, particularly in the playoffs. So do we see it against Mishawaka? Could we see it against a team like Valpo or Merrillville, whoever they would play in the semi-state? I think it's going to eventually, Snyder, if they want to get to and win a state championship, they're going to have to pass and pass often in some game. And I don't know when that happens. It could be as soon as against Mishawaka. But I think that is something I would look at and say, okay, can Snyder win a game that they have to go vertical consistently? I don't think we have the answer yet. Let's take a look at Class 4A Sectional 19. What a game this was touted as last night. And it started out, uh, you know, Leo drew first blood and, and Dwanger countered. Uh, you know, so it was a case where it was 7 7, uh, back and forth a little bit, but uh, Leo prevails. And uh, in, ends up doing it in pretty convincing fashion. Did what they wanted. And that defense, led by Aiden Furnish and Brock Schott, et cetera, Cam Zeisloff, uh, shut down that Dwinger game. Yeah, you know, before we start talking about the game, I was at the game. But I just kept hearing this voice in my head. That I, was like, I know that voice. I just can't place it. And uh, it was all night. And I don't know if, if you could identify that voice that I kept hearing. Uh, particular, I think it was coming from the PA all night. It was my mom. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 no, it actually. Like him, but it's got a feminine to- tone to it. So mm-hmm. no, uh, you, you did a hell of a job. Thanks. Well, you know, they'd asked me on Tuesday uh, if, if I could do it. And I said, well, you know, I do the pregame show. And uh, so, it, you know, if we're there, I could, I'd love to. You know, that's the very first high school game I've ever PA'd. I've. I've done really? PA for football, for college football, 14 seasons, I think it is. and But I've never done a high school game, which is a little bit tougher because the refs aren't mic'd up. So you yeah. have to take a look and, you know, you have to do the, the penalties, uh, things like that. I didn't have a spotter either. And uh, so that was fun. But, yeah, I was, uh, well, Mr. Brett Rump told me that I, I bled through into the broadcast uh, on 1380 and uh, and I got that confirmed by Mike Moss uh, that he texted me and said, yep, I, I, I heard you. Um, so one of the administrators, I believe, from Leo came into the press box in the second quarter and asked me to turn my mic down 
because I was shaking the speaker poles. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but what a blast to be able to do it. And I, I love doing it. Um, you know, so much uh, allegiance to both sides, to both Bishop Dwanger and Leo, because I went to Bishop Dwanger, graduated from there. My son graduated from there. I coached uh, as, a, as a baseball uh, JV assistant for 10 seasons, know a lot of the kids. And um, and over at Leo, of course, I've been the JV baseball coach over there for the last four seasons. And I knew about half of the Leo Lions football team uh, from Decker and Schott and Furnish and Zeisloff and, and Kellen Halbert and all those guys, uh, Landon Hepner, they all played baseball. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was tough for me. And, and I was so nervous during the day because I knew that a lot of people would recognize the voice and then uh, <laughs> they'd recognize it even more if I screwed up. So. <laughs> no, you did a great job, and, and Leo did a great job last night and really limiting Bishop DeWanger, shut down the running game, forced um, the, the, the Saints to the air, and, and Spr Ethan Springer was just running for his life most mm -hmm. of that game. I mean, the ability of, you mentioned it, furnish and shot and that defensive front to get into the backfield, and, and, and Springer definitely made some throws. He made some big throws, but that interception at the end of the first half was it, while it didn't result in the return for a touchdown that initially did, really was a backbreaker going into the, the break because Bishop DeWanger was still in the game and could have tied it uh, with a touchdown or at least got some points there at the end of the first half. And then Leo comes out and scores in the first drive of the of the of the second half. DeWanger responded, but this game was was really kind of put away with that long touchdown pass from Decker to Caden Hurst, just another week where Caden Hurst comes up huge with an impactful play and a long, a long play. And Leo just finally, after a dozen years, got to exercise those demons. You, even at times last night, you felt like, okay, when is this going to turn against mm -hmm. the Lions and, and Bishop Dwenger take control? And we talk about another missed opportunity for Leo to win a sectional title, but they closed it out four complete quarters last night, made Bishop Dwenger one-dimensional, they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Uh, Darius Carter, another big night with 112 yards rushing and a couple touchdowns. And congratulations to Leo and Coach Dorfler and all that. And you know, it, it's been a tough road for Jason Dorfler. You know, taking over at Northrop, being there for so long, and people kind of looking at him as well. He kind of maxed out at Northrop and what you could do there, and coming over to Leo and just a, a, a completely different situation. There, there's more. There's more. Uh, there's more assets. There's more resources, but also more pressure at Leo. And it's just cool to see. Jason's one of the the good people. The entire Dorfler family is oh, good yeah. people. And uh, just to see him win a sectional championship, his first, uh, was was pretty cool. I mean, you can't help but love that family. And and Jason's a grinder, man. And uh, he's grinded for years and years and years. And uh, congratulations to Leo, but in particular, congratulations to the Dorflers. Yes, indeed. And I think now Jason, uh, uh, while at Leo, is like 18 and 6 in two seasons. So uh, it, that's that's just an incredible, you know, turnaround. And, uh, and yeah, just he, the, and obviously from video uh, on social media this morning, uh, his players love him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, which was, is key. Yes, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, so it's going to be uh, the Leo Lions taking on Mishawaka, Mishawaka unblemished uh, thus far uh, in next week at Mishawaka. So, or 
Or no, excuse me, Mrs. Sinawa. I was thinking it is Snyder's at Mishawaka. Leo's at Mississinawa. Mississinawa 12 and 0 on the season. Leo 10 and 2. Um, what kind of uh, schedule has Mississinawa faced? Well, they haven't placed a, they, they played a grueling schedule quite like Leo. But at this point, you really can't argue with the results mm-hmm. with, with Ole Miss and and being able to knock off Kokomo last night was huge. They have a quarterback that's thrown for close to 30 touchdowns. They they have a solid running game. But really, this this team is dictated on on getting vertical and and passing. So we've kind of waited for Mississinawa to trip up because we look at that regular season schedule and you say, well, the CIC, while it's decent, isn't exactly murderer's row. But they went to Columbia City two weeks ago and and, and took care of business with the Eagles. And they knocked off Kokomo, a team that a lot of people felt could maybe emerge out of the north in Class 4A. So... Uh, it, it's it, every game's tough once you get into this t- type of uh, situation in the playoffs. Leo's got to go to Mississippi, and you just kind of wait for for the Indians to trip up, and they haven't yet. So make no mistake, this will be a challenge for the Lions. And, and just one callback to the Leo Bishop Doinger game last night, and and we were we talked I think about all three, but my goodness, when you saw the the big plays that occurred in the speed, you know, we talked about. Caden Hurst, uh, you know, what it was a 76 yard touchdown reception, you know, down that left sideline heading into the end zone and the moves he put on his his defender uh, to get free. It was incredible. You looked at Landon Hepner, even though it got called back due to a penalty. Anyway, uh, uh, Landon Hepner was not to be denied to get into the end zone and he just took off and you just saw. You know, just exceptional speed there. And then Carter Minix on that tipped pass that, that he ended up uh, gathering in and, and taking off and, and getting distance between him and the defender into the end zone. We saw exceptional athletes individually last night as well. But, uh, you know, just something fun to watch. And uh, and maybe some college coaches need to come on down here and, uh, and take a look. I tell you what, guys, Caden Hurst, I mean – you can try to make a case for anybody else in this area for area player of the year, and I'm going to counter with Caden Hurst. I mean, his ability to impact the game in all three facets all season long. And what's amazing about Caden Hurst is, is he's, he continues to put in effort every single play. A guy gets an arm on him, two arms around him, take him to the ground. He never stops going. Mm-hmm. And, and he's always, you know, the old adage, always falling forward. He's always making guys miss. He's always shaking off initial tackles. Like, that dude works. It's not where once you engage him, he's surrendering his body. That dude works and works and works. He's nice. And um, we saw plenty of it on the field on both sides last night up in Leo. We did. And uh, Mrs. Sinawa, once again, uh, the opponent of the Leo Lions next week at Mrs. Sinawa. Uh, they beat Kokomo 31-24. And Kokomo is uh, one of the uh, two teams to beat Leo this year, the other one being New Haven. Uh Class 3A sectional 27, Garrett's season comes to an end uh, at the hands of Delta 21 to 15. But then, uh, so Garrett uh, bows out, but uh, once again, a great season for uh, for the Railroaders. And uh, now going on to Class 2A, sectional 35, Lures 42 to nothing over Manchester. Not unexpected for the Knights over Manchester last night. Yeah, this was a mismatch on paper, but... You looked at Bishop Delaney and say, well, they kind of underwhelmed against against Cherubusco. They underwhelmed against East, East Side. Would they underwhelm again? 
Now, they took care of business last night. Gio Jimenez goes for over 100 yards uh, rushing. Uh, Tony McKenzie throws for a touchdown. I mean, this was, this was domination that we saw last night out of Bishop Lures. It's pretty much what we expect at this point of the playoffs for the night. And now we get a all-local regional, which we're excited about as, uh, as they'll take on Bluffton next week. Yes, Bluffton was a 41-6 to winner over Eastern last night. Did, uh, did you see a 35-point margin of victory in this one? You know, I looked at it, guys. I said, man, Eastern, the, the impressive record, but you look at their schedule and you're like, oh, you know, what is their win over 1A Sheridan, their best win? And I was like, I don't know how they match up with Bluffton. But, no, I agree. I didn't expect uh, a game that entering the fourth quarter was going to be 41 to nothing. And that's what we got. And Bluffton was just, we keep talking about how physically dominant that team plays on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And they did it again last night, uh, over 240 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Kamel Moore with another big game. Tucker Jenkins with a couple touchdowns on the ground. Braxton Betancourt only had to throw five times, but both of his completions went to touchdowns to Andrew Hunt and A.J. Strebler. The defense was just absolutely suffocating uh, with over a half dozen tackles for loss and, and a couple forced fumbles. So it's a complete performance by Bluffton. And it, it, this is the time of year, guys, too, where I, I know it's appreciated, don't get me wrong, at Snyder and Lures to win a sectional title. But when you're winning sectionals uh, at Leo for the first time in a long time and Bluffton, just their third ever sectional championship back-to-back from last year, it just hits different. And, and it's just cool to see the success that, that Coach Kunkel and the Tigers are having uh, has been tremendous. And now they get a rematch from last year's regional with Bishop Lewers. And we're going to see if uh, Bluffton can, can really break through and, and knock off a, a power to continue its season next Friday. Yeah, I agree with you as far as, as those programs that are uh, uh, a little sparse in sectional trophies. I mean, the, the hallways of Bluffton High School and Leo High School this all this week uh, should be one of a, of a festive atmosphere as we head towards Friday. Uh, Class 1A sectional 44, Michael Mosier in the uh, Adams Central Flying Jets, 56-14 to 14 over Madison Grant. Yeah, the, the final score kind of looks like, oh, typical uh, Adam Central, but this was a game that Madison Grant led 14-7 to at one point in the first quarter and kind of made us take notice because Adam Central never trails all season, right? So yeah. we're like, oh. But eventually Adam Central, uh, they scored 42 unanswered points uh, in this game, and, or 49 unanswered, and, and dominated this game over 400 yards of total offense. Madison Grant made them work, particularly in that first quarter, but – once Adam Central adjusted to what the Argyles were doing with their running game, they really had no hope. And they couldn't shut down Adam Central on the ground over 300 yards rushing. Jack Hamilton, a couple touchdowns uh, rushing and then threw for three touchdowns. All three of his completions going for scores. We've heard that before with Adam Central. Trevor Curry with a couple touchdown receptions. Cam Smith with one. You look at Adam Central, and some people this week go, well, why isn't Adam Central getting a lot of love? Nobody's talking about us. We just kind of presume that Adam Central, they're a victim of their own success, right? I mean, you just presume that they're going to be there at the end, and that's when we'll talk about them. But uh, you think about, well, just how dominant have they been? The 14 points they gave up last night, guys, the most points they've given up in a game all season long, and just the second team to reach double digits mm. this season against Adam Central. 
And there you go. Now Adam Central will be facing Carol Flora uh, at Carol Flora. The loser will experience their first loss of the season. Both teams come in here 12 and 0. Just a showdown for uh, for Carroll. To, there you go. Get the next shot with Adam Central, and it's a team that met the Flying Jets last year in the playoffs and got blanked 35 to nothing. That was a one-loss Carroll team that took on Adam Central. So you look at that matchup and say, well, you know, Carroll undefeated. Can they make a matchup? It's so tough to convince me that unless Adam Central beats itself, that any team is going to touch them mm-hmm. before the state final. And going back to Madison Grant, Argyles. Now, I only know that as a pattern for sweaters and socks. Uh, what is an Argyle, <laughs> Justin? You know, I worked down at the Marion Chronicle Tribune for a couple of years and uh, got to learn the Argyles very well. And uh, the Argyles, from what I understand, is some sort of like mythical animal, I think. Okay. It's like, is it a lion with wings? Is that what it is? It Sure. Yeah. Is that um, the thing yeah, that sits well, on buildings and protects buildings? Well, that Those are stone, those are gargoyles. Right? gargoyles. Gargoyles, yeah. Uh, never mind. Which would be I'm a out. phenomenal nickname That's in not itself. A, yeah. Oh, that, that would be awesome. You know, when I went to St. Francis, I went to St. Francis College. Okay, and they weren't the Cougars yet. They were the Troubadours. And Troubadours. To the best that's of my knowledge, that, that, that's a guy that's all dressed up and plays a trumpet and walks down the, the, the brick <laughs> uh, street. And uh, I guess I'd, I'd be more intimidated by a Cougar than a Troubadour any day of the week. But anyway, uh, but I digress. Well, it, you know, it comes down to regionals, semi-state, and then Lucas Oil Stadium uh, for the state championships. And, uh, Justin, thank you, as always, uh, for spending time with us on uh, Saturday mornings and, uh, and imparting your wisdom, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for the time, and have a great weekend. All right. That was Justin Kenny from Caleb and Kenny in the Morning, OPS, OutsideTheHuddle.net, the high school football coaches show. On and on and on and on. Father to Noah and Morrison. Husband. Anyway, yeah, he's all that. And then some. So before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, You drink bottled water. If you drink bottled water, call Culligan today. 484-8668. 484-8668. And ask them about their reverse osmosis drinking water system. Uh, it's right there at your tap, in your wherever, in your kitchen, wherever you want it. And you turn on your cold water, and then you push this. looks like the easy button that they provide for you. Your pressure changes, and it becomes pristine, pure drinking water, just like bottled water, quality water. It's incredible. Uh, you can buy one of these systems from Culligan, or you can rent. Yeah, see if you like it, and then rent to own. Anyway, give Culligan a call. You will not regret it. 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with Mike McCaffrey. You're listening to Talking Sports Power by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Van 100.9 FM.
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. This is Caleb Hatch from the Caleb and Kenny in the Morning Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Just wanted to remind you to join the 1380 Text Club now to get breaking sports news, major weather, or traffic alerts here in Fort Wayne, or to play an exclusive 1380 The Fan text contest. Just text the word FAN to 46862. That's the letters F-A-N to 46862, and you're automatically signed up to get the latest alerts. Join the 1380 The Fan text club now, and don't miss out on the latest happenings in Fort Wayne and Indiana sports, only from Fort Wayne Sports Station. Call me butter, because I'm on a roll. Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And if your old ride's crummy, this month only, you can save a lot of dough on a car you love. Bring it to me, and you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value, based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But Fred, what if my credit's a little stale? Don't worry, darling. My For the People credit approval process goes against the grain, and my solution specialists always work their hardest. So toss your old ride like yesterday's bread, and you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value, based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But hurry, because this deal won't stay fresh long. It absolutely won't last past the end of the month. I'm Fred Grody, and I am a dealer for the people. Roll on down to Grody Mitsubishi between Lake and State on Coliseum or see all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual trade allowance. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company Incorporated, which is not affiliated with Grody Mitsubishi. Offer absolutely expires on November 30th, 2023. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. And Greg and the team at Honest Abe Roofing have an early holiday gift for you. Sign up for a new Honest Abe Roof now in 2023. Have it installed in 2024 and make no payments until 2025 for qualified buyers. Face it, prices continue to climb with everything from interest rates to material costs. Beat the price hikes and lock in current rates and pricing now. Call 286-ROOF and schedule your appointment. Honest Abe Roofing, Northeast Indiana's premier roofer. Call now, 286-ROOF. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports. Love this song. Aerosmith, Back in the Saddle, and the album rocks. Steven? Steven Tyler. Anyway, hey, welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, Brandon Podgorski, Jim Shovlin with you until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, and then his Fighting Irish preview. Oh, the, more than the sports world, uh, the state of Indiana, uh, the sport of basketball, lost a legend uh, this past week as uh, Bob Knight passed away after a battle with Alzheimer's. And, uh, Brandon, you were a student 
uh, at IU during part of Bob's tenure. Why don't I just shut up and let you talk? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. So, you know, when I was seven years old, 1987, Keith Smart hits a shot, Indiana wins the national championship. My parents are having a big party at home. Everybody's going crazy. My dad is a huge IU basketball fan. And I knew at seven years old, I'm like, I'm going to IU. Um, was never even good enough to, to see the floor or even think about playing at IU, but that's where I knew I wanted to go. And, and that's why I went to IU was for IU basketball. And I was, I got there in 98. So I was there for two years. And then I think what was like September of, of 2000. Yeah. I think September 2000 is when he got fired. And, and that was a nut, a crazy day. So, you know, you had people going out and, and, and protesting and, and I don't know, writing is the right word, but you know, <laughs> A, a expressing cop. their displeasure <laughs> a side view mirror of a cop car ended in our fraternity somehow so call it what you want but um but yeah i you know I, I think people have mixed opinions on bob knight but i know here in the state of indiana he was certainly revered and i and i think he was an extension of just the legacy of basketball in this state you know you you grow up in indiana um i feel we've lost that a little bit maybe over the past couple of decades um but you know, you grow up in Indiana, it's a basketball state. The best players were expected to go out to IU and, and expected to win. Mm. Um, that that was what was expected. And, and the one thing about Coach Knight, you know, he was about winning. You know, we're going to graduate players. We're going to do things the right way. Um, and we're going to we're going to win. And, um, you know, you, you miss that. I think maybe in the later years, I think reasonable people could probably argue that, you know, maybe it was past his time. Maybe he wasn't recruiting as well. Um, you know, they weren't winning at the rate that they were. But, you know, since that kind of run in 2002, only two Sweet 16s, no Elite Eights, no Final Fours. Um, can't argue with results. Do you think because the game changed, um, it became less of a team game? And, you know, five passes per possession, you know, before anybody <laughs> shoots. And, and I don't know. I, do you think it changed on Bob Knight and Bob Knight's recruiting obviously spoke for itself. If Bob Knight walks into your living room, you're paying attention. Sure. But, you know, it, but then you have some of the, the guys that, you know, the guy, the one-on-one -on -one guys, mm -hmm. the guys that let's say didn't grow up playing team basketball. Mm -hmm. They, they were showcased because of their individual talents. I mean, I look at a guy like Matt Painter, and I, I look at him as, you know, not a, not a Bob Knight type of, of protege or anything like that, but running the same sort of program. You don't hear a lot about all these five-star guys going to Purdue. He gets kids who fit into his system, fit that culture in Purdue. We're going to work hard. We're going to be a team. We're going to do these things, and, and we're going to win. And he's won a lot. Now, I mean, you can bang on him for the NCAA tournament success, but if it's not a fluke game against Virginia, he's going to be a Final Four coach. So, um you know, I, I look at him being able to take some of those types of kids um, or, or maybe who aren't as highly recruited mm -hmm. and being able to put them in, in a system and win. So I still think you can do it. Um, I think with just the incentive structure to building your brand and NIL and kind of being that individual player and being able to take the leap from, you know, one from one year in uh, college to the NBA, I think it's probably made it harder. I, I think probably towards the end of his tenure there at IU, especially with trying with more kids wanting to make the leap to the NBA. It probably did make it a little bit more difficult. I, I think that can, you know, that's reasonable. Um, but I still think if you get those right kids and you put them in a system and, um, 
and you put them in a culture, again, kind of like what they've done at Purdue with Painter, um, you can still win. Mm-hmm. And and what Bob Knight did that, that many other coaches failed to do, he graduated players. Absolutely. And they weren't and, getting in trouble. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they are now, you know, it, thankful for that education that they were made to achieve. Yeah. And because basketball doesn't last forever for uh, for so many. So uh, they're out in the real world and, and uh, they're successful. Yeah, you've seen a lot of them. They're, you know, they're running businesses or they've gotten into coaching now and, and other things. And a lot of them attribute to that success or, or just kind of growing up, you know, obviously having good parents, but then going and kind of, again, have an extension of what they were getting at home with Coach Knight and instilling that discipline and making sure they're doing things the right way. And a lot of those players have gone on to be successful. So, um Hopeful with Mike Woodson, some of that kind of comes back and, you know, that that culture um, in, a, in a different way. He's got his own style of coaching and, and that's great. But just kind of that that culture of coming to IU and developing as a player and a person and doing the right thing. Uh, hopeful that comes back and they start to see some returns uh, in the win column. There you go. Oh, rest in peace, Robert Montgomery Knight. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. We'll do all that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. I was struggling to maintain contact with the professional world. Dr. Ferner of Indianapolis talks about why he got the new CapTel caption phone from Relay Indiana. When I got the CapTel phone, it turned it around. Go to RelayIndiana.com. That's RelayIndiana.com. And read up on the CapTel caption phone. People that I uh, talk with do not necessarily know that I have this CapTel service. It's a piece of cake. Go to RelayIndiana.com to learn more. Are you ready to pack with power and precision? Packer Jack, your local packaging experts. From stretch wrap to banding, tapes to corner boards, and edge protection and PPE, we've got it all to ensure your shipments arrive safe and sound. We offer stretch wrap machines and battery-operated banders for ultimate efficiency and convenience. At Packer Jack, we take pride in delivering top-notch quality and exceptional service. Visit us today or online at PackerJack.com and experience the difference with the trusted packaging partner right here in the Tri-State area. Wrap it up with Packer Jack, PackerJack.com. Joining My Deals Fort Wayne is Move Over Ice Cream. Get $20 worth of Move Over premium plant-based ice cream for just $10. Move Over is a plant-based ice cream dessert shop in the Fort Wayne metro area. Everything is dairy-free. Their signature is that their ice cream is served in a pot with a shovel. All dessert ice creams are made from scratch in-house. Move Over caters to people with food allergies and to everyone who just loves ice cream and desserts. Head over to MyDealsFortWayne.com and get your deal today. Listen to our latest podcast, the best from the sports rush. Indy racing with new track records. Talking sports with Jim Shovelin. Inside the park with the tin caps and more. Find it all at 1380thefan.com or download the 1380 app now. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, a little overcast, a little cloudy, but uh, right around the noon hour, 1 o'clock, it's supposed to be sunny and near 60 degrees. And for being in November already, that's not too shabby, especially when there's an opportunity to go sit outside at a college football game because you can do that. Yeah, 
don't don't take my word for it. Let's go to the talk and sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because Mike McCaffrey's there. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Jim. How are you, my friend? I am great this morning, and uh, it's senior day for the University of St. Francis Cougars. It is. Always a fun day for our PA announcer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, uh, what, 29 uh, between cheerleaders, managers, and football student-athletes. We'll have 29 seniors being recognized and all of their parents, and uh, we, we forgive you ahead of time for any mispronunciations because you haven't had time to, to go through and perfect that yet. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun day. Obviously, we wish we were uh, playing for postseason positioning and all those things, but the last last two weeks we kind of kind of let the, the playoff hopes uh, slide away. So now we're sitting at 4-4. Four and four. We want to finish this season strong, end up 6-4, and four, get on the winning record. Um, and, and go out right for these seniors today. Uh, Going to welcome a, a tough Concordia team down here who's gotten the best of us the last couple of years. So uh, I like the way the team's playing. Uh, came out a little flat last week against Indiana Wesleyan and, and kind of let that one get away from us early. Um, but showed some fight, showed some heart, uh, came back, put up 21 points. and uh, So we've got Concordia coming today, and, and maybe we can uh, spoil their hopes of getting into the postseason. Well, yes, Um you know, Wesleyan uh, was as uh, as publicized, and yep. uh, just just a tough football team, and uh, have have done so in in a relatively short period of time. But I'll tell you what, uh, they uh, they get after it, and uh, and seem to do it the right way. But it, that's that rivalry between University of St. Francis and Indiana Wesleyan uh, never goes away, and nor should it. So, uh, but yes, with the Concordia coming in. Senior day as well. Uh, the weather is supposed to be superb at kickoff, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Even even with the 29 plus names and uh, and you know, hey, at least it's not a, a playoff game where I have to introduce one yeah. St. Francis player, one opponent, one St. Francis, one opponent. Oh my goodness, hey, I'm not the youngest anymore, so you know. This, yeah. this, and I think we we did away with that rule specifically because of you. I think NAIA <laughs> changed that uh, about. Uh, 2018 i think we stopped announcing every kid on the entire roster because uh because i told them it was just putting you in a bad spot you know it just goes to show you write enough letters that's things right happen the greasy wheel gets the grease <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah, so uh the cougar football team yeah four and four on the season two games left in the regular season and uh in the the final home game today so if you were uh thinking about getting out to a cougar football game hey this is the day to do it. Uh, how do people get tickets? Uh, they can go online uh, and get them on our website. That's the easiest way. If you're sitting here listening now and want to just go grab them, go ahead. We've got a, a ticket link on our website uh, along the top just says tickets uh, or stfrancisscougars.com. I think it's uh, slash online tickets. Um, or we do sell them at the gate uh, for cash. We do not have credit cards. So if you're going to buy them at the gate, make sure you bring cash, 10 bucks or 5 bucks, depending on if you're a uh, child, senior citizen, adult, those kinds of things. So nice and easy change. Uh, bring tens and fives and five to park and ten or five to get in and uh, try to make it easy for everybody to, to come in and watch the Cougars. So you can either get them ahead of time or get them when you get here, whichever works best. All right. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And uh, basketball has begun in earnest now, and uh, both the men and women are uh, getting underway. 
Yeah, yeah, women 2-0 and last weekend, uh, hosted a tournament here at St. Francis and ended up winning both of those, so good to see them get off on the right foot. Uh, the men went down to uh, Kentucky, down to Lindsey Wilson, uh, also got two wins, so that was good. Uh, then came back Wednesday night, played a tough Governor's State team here Wednesday, and, and they got the best of us on Wednesday night, so the men are at 2-1 and one right now. and um, Like the team, a lot of new faces. Uh, I think we just lacked a little defensive intensity, I think, Coach Lacrosse would tell you on Wednesday night maybe didn't uh, didn't come out with our uh, our usual fire that we need to uh, and guarding people because that's kind of our staple is when we play good defense we're a tough team to beat uh, we're going to score with Brandon Northern and Charlie Yoder and Zane Burke and those guys but uh, we've got to play good defense and make sure that we put the other team back on our heels and I don't think we did did that as well as we could have on Wednesday so uh, bounce back today uh, take on IU South Bend here at home same time as the, the football game so we got. One o'clock over at Hutzel and one o'clock over at the stadium, um, and try to get the try to get the doubleheader sweep here on uh, on Spring Street. And then the men's soccer team is in the first round of the tournament. They go up to Bethel uh, tonight for a five o'clock start. Uh, first round of the conference tournament. Great to see them in it. Uh, love to see Mamba going back to Bethel uh, for his old stomping ground and hope to maybe uh, pull off the upset of the year if we can get it done. We played him to a 1-0 uh, match here at Darcy Stadium about a month ago. Uh, so we played them tough. They know we're a tough team, and I know Mama's going to have them ready to go. All right. Well, Mike, I know you're busy this morning with senior day activities and uh, and everything hey, one else. One more thing, Jim. Don't forget yes. your 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 girl yesterday, Alex Abatino. Yes. Uh, qualified for the nationals again down at uh, Taylor in our cross country championships. So she finished third um, in the cross country championships for the Crossroads League. So she's heading back to the nationals and also taking one of her teammates, Victoria, uh, climb on with her. So we have two. Females going to the NAIA National Cross Country Championships again, and Alex Abatino trying to finish her career on a high note. Unbelievable career. Yep. Alex yep. Abatino. I think I've said that more times on this I know, show. That's why I wasn't going to let you get off the hook today. <laughs> I know you're trying to get rid of me, but I had to make sure you gave her the shout out. We've got the Dwanger girl here, the GOAT. We got we to give her her love when it's been only 24 hours since she got her, got her shot. There we go. All right, Mike. I will see you shortly. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot. All Have right. a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar Chat. And uh, so, yeah, Senior Day out at Darcy Stadium. And uh, it's always, always fun. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll take a break. And then when we come back, uh, let's talk to Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Comets in our weekly Comet Chat. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Indiana Sports Talk right here in Fort Wayne. Caleb and Kenny in the morning at 7 a.m. Dan Patrick and the Herd with Colin Cowherd get you through the midday. Then back to Hoosier Sports Talk with Indiana Sports Beat at 3. Followed by the Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Find your favorite Fort Wayne sports hosts and interact with them now on Twitter at 1380thefan. On Facebook.com slash 1380thefan. Or go to 1380thefan.com and find Caleb and Kenny. Indiana Sports Beat. Or Brett Rump's social media info. And start the conversation today. Your home is probably your favorite place and probably one of your biggest investments. So why should you as a homeowner consider an insulation upgrade? Most homes are under-insulated. Why is that a problem? Poor insulation allows heat in your attic to get into your home and cost you more to stay cool. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, simply one of the smartest home improvement projects you can do. So go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation. Online at koalainsulation.com. 
Listen to Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodon's men's basketball right here. Showtime, baby! All season long as they try to rumble to the top of the Horizon League. Conchart slams it home! Mastodon's basketball. His three-pointer on the way. The Mastodons open up their season on Tuesday night at DePaul. Don't miss any of the action, starting with the pregame show at 845 and the tip at 9. Mastodons basketball, exclusively on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, one in five Americans experience... Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times. might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Breaking Fort Wayne sports news sent directly to your phone. And win exclusive contests from 1380 The Fan. Just text the word FAN to 46862 and join 1380's exclusive text club today. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Playing all my favorite music this morning, Brandon. Little Life in the Fast Lane. Off Hotel California from 1977. Ooh, nailed it. 76. 76. Okay. Late 76. You okay. Had it. Yeah. Okay. New Kid in Town was the first single released. Then, uh, yeah. And then Hotel California. Anyway. Um, yeah. Welcome back to Talking Sports or Talking 70s Music. Uh, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, a uh, little dreary looking outside, but it should be shaping up to be a great day. Go to the uh, University of St. Francis football game or rake leaves. Either one. You got a choice. So, uh, But let's go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Photo Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is none other than Shane Alberani, my buddy. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Speaking of sunshine, I'm here. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> And, hey, okay, before we get started, how's Sheriff? You know what? He, he's doing okay. Uh, uh, everyone, uh, I, I think Sheriff is more popular than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff is my uh, my now six-year-old German Shepherd who was diagnosed with cancer back in uh, March. And uh, through some, a, lot of, a lot of good vibes and amazing veterinarians throughout the state, I uh, managed to get him cancer-free uh, at the moment, which is something we didn't think was going to be possible since it was so aggressive. Mm. But uh, he actually, because he, his immune system is now pretty compromised, you know, he's pretty much open for everything. And he's got a, a nasty leg infection that uh, has been kind of hobbling him for the past uh, three, three to four weeks now that he's still still healing up from. But other than that, you know, he's hobbling around a little bit, but he is still being uh, sheriff and, and getting into mischief. And uh, actually, he's going to be uh, 
riding with me as I go over to the Coliseum for morning skate like uh, we do every weekend. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I just I've been following that. Did Diane ever friend you on Facebook? Yes, she did. Okay, okay, because <laughs> because it got to the point where she was asking me almost daily, any updates on Sheriff? Any <laughs> up, you know? And I said, would you just friend Shane? And that yeah. way you can see. And, and I said, he's, he's yeah, he's great. He, you know, well, he won't know who I'm. He, he'll know who you are. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So, but... Uh, yeah, well, that's that's great to hear, and and like I said, that journey is, is one that's got to be tough on the family as well. And uh, we we love we love our pets. They believe me. Uh, within the last eight days, they are are part of our family, part of our lives. And uh, I know our we we lost our our beloved Boggle Brick uh, eight days ago, and uh, yeah. after after having him for nine years, and uh, boy, you don't realize just what part of the family. They are until they're no longer by your side. And I'll tell you what, it's, uh, yeah, uh, we would have done anything we could have to, uh, yeah, to keep things absolutely. going. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, I, a uh, quick, a quick, you know, kind of related to hockey season. He was going through his radiation treatment during the playoffs last year. Uh, and uh, it, it was a, a procedure that couldn't be performed here in Fort Wayne. So I was actually driving him back and forth to VCA hospitals uh, in Fishers. And uh, we lost game seven in Cincinnati, and I got home about 3.30 a.m., and then I had to have him down at Fisher's at 8. So uh, I literally just got home, scooped him up, and then we hopped right back in the car. And that kind of shows, you know, the dedication mm-hmm. that we have, you know, to make sure he, he was going to get that treatment. So, No doubt about it, yeah. Well, let's talk well, some hockey. And, and this is an uncharacteristic weekend for the Comets. And that it's a very light weekend. Of course, the K's in Kalamazoo tonight to take on the Wings. Yeah, you know what? The way the schedule kind of breaks down, every year to start the season, we usually have this kind of weekend where you have this one-off. Last year we had we were off a Friday and Saturday uh, this week, and uh, we went to, uh, to uh, Iowa for a Sunday game. So there's always that one week, uh, and that's this week. So the comments had a full week to rest up. But next week it gets hairy because you got four games and five nights three against Toledo all in a row, and then you play a morning game the following Tuesday in Cincinnati. So we'll enjoy this one-game weekend. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And you've got some pretty big events coming up. I know uh, Friday night, I think it's next Friday night, is Teddy Bear Toss Night at the Coliseum against the Toledo Walleye. Yeah, don't miss that. That is... uh, that's a sight to be seen. If you've ever seen any teddy bear tosses, they're they're pretty awesome. Uh, you know, to see the teddy bears and all the all the stuffed animals rain down on the ice uh, when the Comets scored their first goal. We've been doing this now. I, I would say maybe six or seven years. Uh, you know, it was made popular at Hershey, and I think Cincinnati has done a good job. But pretty much, it's a kind of a standard promotion anymore. But it's such a popular one. I think every every team in minor league hockey has pretty much adopted it. So yeah, that is next Friday night uh, against Toledo, and the week after that. We have Military Appreciation Weekend. Uh, the Comets are going to be wearing not one, but two especially jerseys as they are renamed the Black Snakes for the second time in team history. Yes, will be the Fort Wayne Black Snakes uh, to celebrate the 122nd Fighter Wing. Yes, and in, in fact, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Scott Sprout on his Twitter had uh, the photos of these jerseys. Yes. And, uh, and they're incredible. So uh, that, that in and of itself. Now, for Military Appreciation Night, uh, 
are there some perks for current uh, and previous military? Yes, we got a buy one, get one free offer uh, for both those games. Uh, you just uh, uh, take your, your military card to the Coliseum uh, ticket office and exchange it for uh, a buy one, get one free ticket offer uh, for those two games. All right. We're talking this morning with Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Comets in our weekly Comet chat. And uh, let's, let's, let's talk. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that, uh, that, that think they can do play-by-play or aspire to be play-by-play. And uh, what is a game day like for Shane Alberani <laughs> at this point when, when you're doing play-by-play? And let's just say, okay, you're, you're in Kalamazoo at 7 o'clock uh, puck drop tonight. Uh, what's yeah, your day like? Other, uh, after uh, I'm talking, run over here to the Coliseum here uh, right after I get off the phone with you and uh, take a look at, at morning skate, say a quick little peek at the guys and, and see what's going on and, and get the lineup for it tonight. And then I'll I'll come home and do a whip up a couple of few notes uh, with that lineup that I have. And uh, I send them off uh, to the broadcaster in Kalamazoo. And then, you know what, I grab some lunch, get on that bus around 2 o'clock, and then we're ready for a puck drop at 7. All right. And that's... And then on the road, if, if you have an extended road trip, obviously, then, uh, uh, well, you, are you at the mercy of the hotel's uh, uh, technology, I guess, if you will? <laughs> well, what's, what's great about our our uh, our schedule and we are, uh, you know, where our geography is, you know, we're geographically gifted in this league. You know, we're not staying in a lot of hotels. Uh, a lot, everything is pretty much back and forth. Uh, so, you know, we got a seven o'clock start game in Kalamazoo tonight. We'll be, we'll probably be home by, uh, 1230. Uh, you know, uh, Indy's a back and forth, uh, uh, obviously Toledo and Cincinnati, they're all usually back and forth, uh, 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 gigs because, uh, you know, we, we, we can, you know, and you save a lot of money on the hotels and, and the players appreciate that too, because they, they sleep in their own beds most of the time, but. You know, we'll, we're going to play that morning game in Cincinnati coming up here in a couple weeks, but we'll go the night before, uh, so we're ready to go at 10.30 mm-hmm. a.m. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, not having to kind of deal with that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't have to deal with the hotels very often. Well, Shane, we'll let you get uh, into your vehicle so you can uh, check out that morning skate, and uh, we will talk to you next Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you, Shane, and uh, have a great weekend. You too. All right, take care. That was Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of your Fort Wayne Comets in our weekly Comet chat. And, uh, hey, before we go, Brandon, I want to ask you about uh, the podcast, Facts Over Fandom. Did you have another podcast that dropped uh, we did, recently? Back. It's, it's been a busy two weeks at, at work with advising and everything else. But uh, I did. I reflected on the on, on Bob Knight, kind of a little bit of what we said, but just went a little bit more in depth on that and kind of his impact uh, on college basketball kind of going forward. So mm-hmm. um, that's on the, the, uh, the podcast this week. Um, next week, and if she's listening, I've asked her, but I'm trying to get my wife on the podcast, which you would uh-huh. think would be easy, not necessarily, but she has a background. We may have talked about this a little bit, but uh, she used to be, she used to work some of the charter flights for an NFL. Oh, team. sure. So I thought it would be interesting if she kind of shared some of her experiences and what it's like to fly as a NFL player. We got a little bit as an ECHL hockey team, but what's it look like as an NFL player, as opposed to guys like us who have to go through security and wait in line and, Get a Cinnabon, maybe, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, instead of going down that one special tunnel 
Yeah, where you bypass, it, yeah. It's oh. pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm going to get to fly uh, uh, several times here in the next uh, three or four weeks. So, eh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a blast. Uh, so get love, treated like cattle. Love TSA, yeah. <laughs> a bald guy with a goatee, yeah, and a big nose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they, they seem to profile me. I don't know. <laughs> You look like Mr. Potato Head, sir, over here. Okay, so, so anyway. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about where they're going to check, but I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. Yeah, well, I'll just, I'll just pull the pull my ears and uh, other things. Anyway, okay, well, hey, uh, thank you for uh, for all of that. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in talking about Bob Knight, and, we, you know, we had uh, we had some texts that came in. Some uh, some were Knight fans, some were not. Um I I wasn't a big night fan. I wasn't a big sure. IU fan growing up because I was a Notre Dame fan. Sure. I was a Notre Dame football fan. I was a Notre Dame basketball fan. And uh, I mean, I can my first recollection of Notre Dame basketball was in the Austin Carr Collis Jones era, back maybe in the late '60s. Hmm. And uh, so you know, I can. And then all of the the Notre Dame Digger Phelps teams. You know, from Tripuca, Hansley, Dantley, uh, all those guys, Bruce Flowers, you know, up to the Ross twins from Northfield, John and Joe. Uh, just, I mean, there were, uh, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, I was I was a fan. And, you know, and, and for me, I wasn't a fan of, of Bob Knight's antics, I guess, if, sure. if, for lack of a better term. But, um, you know, the, the, the chair throw and things like this, uh, he, you know, in my, in my eyes, he threw the chair, but it was darn close to where, and I, I think it might have been Landon Turner in his wheelchair was across the court, maybe. If, uh, someone, you could be right. I'm not someone, sure. I'm not yeah, sure someone that, in a wheelchair right. wasn't far from where that went by. Yeah, maybe I'm dreaming. But uh, you know, anyway, it just uh, you know some of the things. Uh, we've had Steve Warden on this show many, many times, and uh, he loves to talk about his relationship. Uh, of course, uh, Steve was a Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, sports writer with the Journal Gazette and News Sentinel, both, and uh, and he had so many interactions with Bob Knight, and uh, w- would talk about them. And uh, so, you know, it was it was always a, a lot of fun having Steve come on and, and tell his stories. And he does it so well. But uh, talking about Bob Knight and, uh, and, you know, what actually occurred behind the scenes and such. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, but then now, you know, when, when somebody passes, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about the positive. You know, but. Uh, and there's plenty of negative there, and, and sure. I get that. And, and I understand people didn't like him. I, I, I get it. I, I get all of it. I really do. But I think for us who are IU fans and went to IU, I, he was our guy. Yeah. And, and if you didn't like him, that's fine. He's our guy, and you know, there's other coaches I I don't particularly care for. I think people might have said it about Bear Bryant at one time. Sure, get it. He wasn't my guy. So, uh, yeah, you know, rest in peace to, to Coach Knight, and you know, certainly to all those who've been affected by that. You think he'll be buried upside down? <laughs> that was my. I hate to admit it, but that was my. First that was thought. my first. That mine was too. my first thought. Mine yep. too. So anyway, well, that's going to do it for talking sports for a Saturday, November fourth, twenty twenty three. Thanks so much to Justin Kenny for joining us. Also, Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis and Shane Alberani from the Fort Wayne Commons for uh, joining us this morning. Uh, thanks to you, the listener. Thanks for your text. Uh, thanks to Brandon for keeping it all smooth, and uh, we appreciate you. 
We will be back next week with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports every single Saturday morning between 9 and 10 right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Stay tuned for Fighting Irish Preview. While high school sports help students develop their athletic skills, the real lessons in this second classroom are the skills needed for life. I'm Brian Lewis. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both... Podcasts by Federated Media.